0: now I'm so excited because Ken Barton will be bringing the split sermon today. So Ken will bring a split sermon entitled, What Difference? Question mark from Genesis 2 two. Mr. Barton. You think you're excited? <clears throat> I'm just hoping afterwards everybody's still excited. In a good way. get my little magic brain going here. Ah, Here we are. Welcome to Sabbath Services. <clears throat> what difference at this point does it make? You've heard that before, haven't you? <clears throat> Secretary of State Hillary Clinton used that. She coined that phrase. And she did it, I felt, for a specific reason to get them to back off. They were hitting too close to home with the questions they were asking. Why did you not take care of people under you? I'd like to talk with her about that. That probably won't ever happen. but right. <clears throat> It worked. They backed off. They kind of took a different tack. Everything was little nicer then. She would showed her anger and everybody backed off. <clears throat> the world kind of has that same view about the Sabbath day, about what day we should worship on. <clears throat> and, and they kind of use that same tact. What difference does it make? Same God. God, you, you know, is the owner of every day. And, and so You know, any day is good. I'll cover that a little bit later. But it gets people to back off. It got me to back off. Uh, Really, what my inaugural thing, my message, I thought, would be, how did I get here, because Glenn and I were free will Baptists for about 26 years, 25, 27, depending on how you look at it. You can't hear me? This is on, right? Oh, okay. I'm talking, not talking loud enough, thank you dear. <clears throat> so you know, how did we get to be here? Why aren't we still over at 1801 South Garnett? Southeast Friwell Baptist Church. So, that's what I thought I would would do today, is is just kind of witness how we got to be here. I'm not going to convince everybody that's, that's watching online, or that's here, possibly, that I have it all nailed down, you know, and they don't have to worry about it anymore, and next week we'll be full. It'd be nice you know but I'm thinking it probably isn't gonna happen but I want to share my reasoning. as you probably figured out by now I do believe that Sabbath is the Lord's Day and it's the day that that we should be worshiping otherwise again we wouldn't be here you're gonna be surprised later I think to find out who else believes that well actually if you did you how many were here last week and heard? Okay, so a lot of folks aren't going to be surprised because David kind of followed. I guess God wants this covered because it's been covered for the last, really, three or four weeks. So I'm thinking, you know, he's, he's trying to get people's attention. <clears throat> uh, we worshiped on Sunday and we had asked various pastors about. Which day? Sabbath day, Sunday? And a lot of them had the same pat answer. Well, we do this to honor Jesus. Because that's the day that Jesus was resurrected on Sunday morning. More about that later. Uh, But I I really wasn't wanting to necessarily get into the roots of it. I had, uh, my father loved to argue religion. And with anybody that would argue. And I grew up with that kind of deal. And I wasn't really interested in that. So, I you know, okay. I can accept that. We're doing that. We're doing this to honor Jesus. Didn't really settle it in our in, in way back. But it worked. <coughs> As I said, my father <coughs> liked to talk about religion. But he studied his Bible a lot. And he came to the understanding that the Sabbath day was the day that God had set aside and told us about it. One night for several hours, didn't he? <clears throat> and uh, my brother George, who's here, thank you, and his wife came to that understanding. And they were in worldwide, and I believe CGI, I don't want to tell stories on you, but you were in the church for a long time. so Church of God International Worldwide Church of God, Worldwide, anyway. Yeah. WW, okay, WW. All right. see there's a lot I don't know. <clears throat> and they told, they would time to time share it with us, but it kind of, I was happy with status quo. Because I thought, you know, if, if there was really something to this, then my pastors would know about it. Billy Graham would know about it because Billy Graham wouldn't lie. You know, surely if he understood this he would tell us. Surely my, pastors, and my pastor, our last pastor and his wife were both graduates of Hillsdale Bible College, Free Will Baptist Bible College. Surely they know. Surely they covered the Sabbath somewhere in that and they would know. So. You know, I was kinda of like a lot of folks. My pastor says it's okay, it's okay. Really didn't need to open that thing you know, and read it a whole lot. So I'd even talked with my pastor and told him that I had problems with the Catholic Church. And he said, Well, that's okay, because that's what I like about the Free Will Baptist Church. We started our own religion. We didn't go from the Catholic Church. And I thought to myself, Looks pretty much like any other Protestant church that I've seen or been to, but okay, I'll buy that for now, you know. So, God decided we were ready, because all through the years, Glenda and I would talk and we would discuss. So, Glenda had, uh, God had Glenda laid off from her job of 27 years. After he got her ready for the job, the next job she got at Penwell, which was at IT. Now Glenda got, when she was in high school, she was going to VoTech, she was doing key punch, and that, she got a job before she was even actually out of that. So she went was in data entry, I think is what the official name is. And she did that for quite a good while. And then they moved her over to the other side of the building, and she kind of started doing customer service and then, because they started uh, putting computers into the banks and computer systems, so she's, they gave her a computer and said, here, learn this. Which is an interesting way to do that. But she did. She learned it. She learned how to troubleshoot. And she learned how to set them up and stuff like that, so, so that she could get the job at Penwell, working next to a guy named Matt Steele. <clears throat> Might give you some water in a minute. So anyway, she met this guy, and he was a nice guy. She was she was real impressed with him, and uh, she's you know. Uh, he said, you know, if you need any any manuals or anything like that, they're in my cubicle, which was right next to hers, and you're welcome to you know go in and get whatever you need. So the next day, she came to work and. He wasn't there. She said, well, where's Matt Steele? Oh, he's off on one of those Jewish holy day things that he does. Feast of Tabernacles, I believe. So anyway, she went into his cubicle for something. There's all this stuff about the Savior and praising God, which is neat. And about the Sabbath, which she thought, well, that's interesting. So she told me, you know, this guy has stuff about the Sabbath, but he, you know, I'm pretty sure he's a strong Christian from the way his cubicle set up. And so they talked, of course. And he said, I'll tell you what, I'll be glad to discuss this with you because, you know, we were Sunday worshipers and stuff, but we were curious. And he said, I'll, I'll discuss it with you, but eventually, you know, you might be responsible for what you learned. So she came home and she said, What do you think about that? And I said, Well, if it's what we need to learn, it's what we need to learn. So while they're doing that, God was getting us ready in other ways. We had a Bible study. Wednesday nights was our Bible study at Southeast. And we did a, a study called Experiencing God, Knowing and Doing the Will of God. Now it's copyright 1990 by Lifeway Press. It's a good study, it's an interesting study, I feel. One of the things we learned was that if God tells us to do something, it's going to be difficult. Because God doesn't want you to be able to say, oh, yeah, I did that. He wants you to know that God helped you do that. If there's something he's calling you to do, he wants you to know that he's equipping you. And that probably you couldn't do it without him. Then, sometime later, our church did a study on the origins of the church. I thought, all right, I'm going to learn about Free Will Baptist Church. This sounds good. You know, I'll find out about it. And we got a, roll, a, a reel of film every Wednesday night, you know, for the next chapter or whatever. It was all about the origins of the Catholic Church. You know, wait a minute. Did we go to a Methodist church all of a sudden? What's the deal, you know? No, nope, no, nope, it's Free Will Baptist. Saw the sign when we came in. But it's all about the Catholic Church, which, of course, generated more conversation between Glenda and I at home. So then uh, Matt and Glenda, they're talking. Glenda was who she was at that time. Matt's got much better in his pronunciations. (coughs) Uh, And we'd study at home. And, and I thought, well, you know, if God really meant he wanted a specific day, wouldn't he have made that clear? Like Genesis 2.2. Ain't he good? And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the sa- seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that is it, he had wrested from all his work which God created and made." Now, One thing I want that occurred to me when I first was studying this, you know, as opposed to God, the real God, and all the other false gods that are out there, you know, like Zeus and Thor and Odin and all that. If any of them had taken a day off of vacation, they'd have been out of job. You know? Because the other gods There was all this back office deceit and whatever, you know. They'd have thrown him out. When you're it, you don't have to worry about being thrown out. You can take a rest whenever you want to. God did it on the seventh day and apparently he made it important. Blessed it and sanctified it. So then Exodus 28, in the midst of where he's explaining his commandments, he says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath day of the Lord. You shall not do any work, you nor your son nor your daughter, your manservant, your maidservant, your cattle, nor the stranger that is within thy gates. Nobody on the Sabbath is supposed to be working. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day, therefore. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. I think He meant it. I think it meant a lot to him, so he was specific in that he meant this to be. One of the things I like about the Bible, how many of you guys took math in school? One of the first things they let you in on was that we work on the decimal system, there's 10 in the decimal system. Now there are folks that that all have six fingers, and they actually, uh, uh, there are places where it's predominant. And they had a 12-digit system instead of 10. But anyway, ours is 10. So in, in math, the first thing you start learning is there's 10 numbers, 1 through 10. And then you learn how to add them, how to subtract, and all this. But you have to start with the basics. And that's why I like God, in the beginning, set it up. Here's the basics. It took me seven days. Now, I'm, I'm not going to argue whether it was seven specific days, but I know a couple of places in the Bible where God says, have you ever grown a tree in a day? That's got to be neat. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> he did mean it, the seventh day. Something else we learned, God set his days up a little different than the rest of the world, sundown to sundown. That's kind of a new concept if you've been doing the Sunday thing or if you've just been living in the world and haven't been doing any of the the days, worrying about it. You know, the day starts in the morning and ends, you know, really at night and the next morning is a new day, but not God. And he has a reason for that. And but then one Sunday evening, or Wednesday evening, we're there at church. I hope I'm not running too awful long. I didn't start a timer. <coughs> and there was a fellow they quoted, an 8th century pope. And he said "If you, that the Catholic Church established Sunday worship. If you worship on Sunday, you are practicing a Catholic tradition because the Catholic Church established that. Therefore, if you worship on Sunday, you are really a Catholic. Let me warn you ahead of time, if you call some of your friends Catholics, they'll get angry. I found that out. No fight, but they didn't really like it. They didn't appreciate being called Catholic. Well, that's what you call one of those brain shed moments. Clinton and I looked at each other and said, now what? Because we are kind of hit right in the face. I mean, this is official church study that we're doing. The origins of the church, right? And this pope, that's a guy high in power in the church, right? In Catholic church. Says it's Sunday is a Catholic tradition. The Sabbath is on Saturday. There's some other statements, and, and David covered these also, but you know, uh, there was a fellow named Martin J. S- Scott who wrote Things Catholics Are Asked About. He says, nowhere in the Bible is it stated that worship should be changed from Saturday to Sunday. Now the Bible instituted by God's authority, oh, I'm sorry, now the church instituted by God's authority according to them. Sunday, the church instituted the Sunday as the day of worship. This same church, by the same divine authority, taught the doctrine of purgatory long before the Bible was made. We have, therefore, the same authority for purgatory as we have for Sunday. And that's from Martin J. Scott, Things Catholics Are Asked About, 1927 edition, page 136, in case you want to go look it up. Uh, in 1957, Reverend Peter Gryerman, I'm sorry, CSSR, don't know what that means, wrote in this, wrote this in the Converts Catechism of Catholic Doctrine, page 53rd edition, 1957. Question, which is the Sabbath day? Answer, Saturday is the Sabbath day. Question, why do we observe Sunday instead of Saturday? Answer, we observe Sunday instead of Saturday because the Catholic Church in the Council of Laodicea in A.D. 364, transferred the solemnity of, from Saturday to Sunday. And that's the Reverend Peter Geierman. So, is Saturday the seventh day according to the Bible and Ten Commandments? I answer, yes. Is Sunday the first day of the week? And did the church change the seventh day, Saturday, for Sunday the first day? I answer, yes, the church did. Okay? Did Christ change the day? I answer, no faithfully yours, J. Cardinal Gibbons, Archbishop of Baltimore, Maryland from 1877, lived 1877 to 1921 in a signed letter. And I won't go through any more of these. So after discussing it, Glenda and I came to a decision and agreed on it, which is always good. Called our pastor up and said, we need to come over and visit with you guys. Went over to their house and said, We need to leave. It's time to go. Because we have been convinced in our studies and our film (laughs) that the Sabbath day is Saturday, and that's what we need to follow. And he said, well, now how about if we have a Saturday service? I said, you're talking Saturday night, aren't you? Yeah. I said, sorry. (laughs) Go back to that sundown to sundown thing. Now, during the summer, you could probably get away with it because it was going to be about 7 o'clock and it'd still be sun, you know, sun up, but no. Saturday night is actually Sunday if you're looking at it from God's Word. So, no, that wouldn't work. So, I can no longer accept, uh, if you recall earlier, I told you that we'd accepted the idea any day's good since every day belongs to the Lord. And we're doing this to honor him, Jesus, because he rose from the dead on Sunday. Because of that, that should be the new day of worship. No longer can accept that. First, Jesus was not on this earth to do his own will. Jesus did not seek his own glory, but to honor God, his Father. John seven sixteen. Jesus answered them, and said, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. 17, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Jesus nowhere, nowhere tried to honor himself. He was here to do God's work. And he's still doing God's work. His father. That's what the, so, you know, people think, well, you know, we need to honor him. Honor him by doing what he said to do. Don't honor him by putting your own thing in there because, you know, we're a prideful bunch of people. And if we do something, we kind of want, you know, little acknowledgement for it. That's not what Jesus was about. <clears throat> Second, Jesus wasn't resurrected on Sunday morning. In Matthew twelve forty. Jesus told the Pharisees, For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. That means 72 hours. Because every day is 24 hours. Three times 24 72. They had to put Jesus in the tomb before dark because they had Passover. Or, I'm sorry, Feast of Unleavened Bread. They had to get him in before the Holy Sabbath. So he went in right about Wednesday evening night. The beginning of Thursday. So, 72 hours from the time he's in the tomb. Because God means what he says. Jesus was resurrected. <clears throat> so, 72 hours, Saturday evening, just before Sunday. Sunday. He was resurrected. That's why when they got there in the morning, he wasn't there. He'd been gone for a while. And third, if any day is as good as the next and we're doing this to honor God, how's about this? We honor God on the day that he liked. God says, I like this day. I have hallowed this day. I've set it aside the Sabbath day, seventh day of the week. Okay, God, you like that? I'll go with it. I actually heard a lady that you guys would know probably she's been on TV quite a bit. Uh, I I can't say her name, but she was telling about this. She started off a message one time saying, Don't do things just because they feel right. You have to do things according to what God's word says. I can go along with that, right? Glenda says, hey, come here. She's talking about the Sabbath. Because she said, now, the Sabbath is on Saturday. Always has been, always will be. I said, man, I'm proud of you. Then she said that big three-letter word that people use. It says, ignore everything I just said. But the early church wanted to show God that we love him more than anything so we wanted to show him that we wanted to give him the first place in our hearts so we took the first day and put we're gonna meet on the first day and show you that we love you on the first day we she wasn't there but she was. we you know she amen and of course they jumped all over it I sent her an email kind of covering all this point by point thing I said you know cuz you were right don't do whatever feels good If it's contrary to God's word. Because Satan will get you to do things because they feel good. But they're contrary to God's word. Don't do them. And then you say, but we wanted to show God that we loved him better. Because it felt good to show him that we did this on Monday. Didn't make sense to me. Didn't make sense to me. So now, as to what difference does it make at this point? It makes all the difference, the difference between observing and obeying God's Word and that would be Jesus, John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. So, we can believe God's word, or we can believe someone else. That was the choice that Adam and Eve had in the garden, right?